This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Welcome back to Destination Disaster. I am your host. Devin Carney. Before we kick off this new season, there are some important notes to share regarding this new series of episodes. This season, we're going to grow faster and introduce new content that we haven't done in the past. Later this season, we will introduce our first interview that this show has ever had. I am incredibly excited as we will now explore a new realm of the ever-evolving world of emergency management. Interviews will allow us to get a first-hand perspective into what occurs in an emergency operations center or on the scene of a disaster. There is so many facets of emergency management that honestly, I could make an entire season of content centered on this. In addition to this, I will begin uploading episodes to YouTube for those who like to listen while working, studying, or if you prefer to listen in this medium. Unfortunately, you won't get to see my beautiful face. Be sure to check the upload schedule that I have posted to both Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date with releases. Also, be sure to follow me while you are visiting. Finally, I want to talk a little bit about the Highland Park shooting that occurred on July 4th. We here at Destination Disaster want to offer our deepest condolences to those lost in the shooting. This marks the 309th mass shooting in the United States in 2022 alone. What more needs to be done? We are exhausted and tired of feeling though our lives are on the line when we venture out into public. We shouldn't have to worry about this, yet in the United States we value the so-called freedom and archaic gun laws that don't pertain to the modern firearms that we possess today more than a human life. If you are like me and want to see change, please do your part and vote in any upcoming election. This is the only way to make our voices heard and vote those politicians out who continue to line their pocket with the NRA's money out of office. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the first new episode of this new season. never fails. It seems like every first episode of a new season that I do somehow includes a hurricane impact. This week, we're going to be covering a historic hurricane impact, one that would ultimately cause nearly 130 deaths and would result in nearly $15 billion in property damage. This week, we're discussing the impact of Hurricane Agnes. Her impact would be one of the worst in recorded history in terms of damage caused. This impact would lead to the name Agnes being retired following the 1972 hurricane season. The 1972 hurricane season was recorded as having been significantly below average and was even recorded as having the fewest named storms since 1930. 
The reason for this was due to an El Nino situated over the eastern Atlantic Ocean causing below normal ocean temperatures. The 1972 Atlantic hurricane season officially began on June 1, 1972. Although 19 tropical storms developed, only 7 of them were named. That is well below the 1950-2000 to 2000 average of 9.6 named storms per season. Of the 7 tropical or subtropical storms, 3 of them strengthened into a hurricane, which is also below the average. None of the three hurricanes became major hurricanes, which is Category 3 or greater, on the Saphir-Simpson hurricane wind scale. Overall, this season was inactive despite having a similar number of tropical waves as the previous season. When Hurricane Agnes's formation occurred, this too wasn't particularly notable. Beginning on June 11th with banded convection in the Caribbean Sea, the system was unable to organize quickly and meandered around the sea for about three days until it is estimated that a tropical depression formed around June 14th. It is estimated that a tropical depression developed by 12 UTC on June 14th while centered over the Yucatan Peninsula, about 78 miles or 126 kilometers southeast of Merida, Yucatan. The depression tracked eastward and entered the western Caribbean Sea on June 15th. Operationally, the National Hurricane Center did not initiate advisories on the depression until 1500 UTC on June 15th. Early on June 16th at 0 UTC, the depression strengthened into Tropical Storm Agnes. However, this depression was not operationally upgraded until 16 hours later. After becoming a tropical storm on June 16th, Agnes slowly curved northward and approached the Yucatan Channel. Late on June 17th, it was noted the projected path indicated the possibility of landfall in western Cuba. However, the storm remained offshore, though it closely brushed the western tip of Cuba. The thing about Agnes is that this storm was not a particularly strong one. She prompted evacuations of over 8,000 people in western Cuba, but what she lacked in wind speed, she definitely made up for in the immense amounts of rainfall this storm produced. In Isla de Juventud, where the evacuations occurred, nearly 17 inches of rain were recorded. At Cape San Antonio, the westernmost point in Cuba, precipitation reached 15.32 inches, or 389 millimeters. Due to high winds and flooding, at least 97 houses were destroyed and another 270 were damaged. In the Pinar del Rio province, the cities of Guane and Mantua were isolated by swollen rivers. It was also reported that extensive crop damage occurred in low-lying areas. Overall, seven fatalities occurred in Cuba, though the damage toll is unknown. However, sources claim Agnes caused 16 fatalities and reported 24 people missing. At 1200 UTC on June 18th, Agnes intensified into a hurricane while in the southeastern Gulf of Mexico. Prematurely, the National Hurricane Center operationally upgraded Agnes to a hurricane at 0200 UTC on that day. Upon becoming a hurricane, Agnes attained its maximum wind speeds of 85 miles per hour or 140 kilometers per hour, though it had not reached its minimum atmospheric pressure. Due to unfavorable conditions, Agnes leveled off slightly in intensity and weakened to a minimal hurricane while approaching the Gulf Coast of the United States. Shortly before 2200 UTC on June 19th, Agnes made landfall near Cape San Blas, Florida with winds of 75 miles per hour or 120 kilometers per hour. Upon making landfall in Florida, Agnes forced unusually high tides on shore. In some locations, these were reported at nearly 10 feet above normal tide levels. The storm reported in one of the deadliest tornado outbreaks that the state has ever seen to this very day. Spawning 15 tornadoes, these were responsible for much of the damage recorded, to include 50 mobile homes being destroyed and 6 deaths in Okeechobee, another significant tornado touched down in Cape Canaveral, destroying 2 homes and 30 mobile homes. The costliest tornado was also spawned in Brevard County and it destroyed 44 planes at the Merritt Island Airport and an apartment building. In addition, several houses in a nearby subdivision were also damaged. Losses from this tornado were estimated at $3 million. 
Due to a combination of high tides, rainfall, winds, and tornadoes, 96 dwellings were destroyed, while about 1,802 suffered damage to some degree. The destruction of 177 mobile homes was reported, and 374 others were significantly damaged. Furthermore, 988 small businesses in the state were either destroyed or had major damage. Eight counties in Florida reported at least $1 million in damage, including $12.1 million in Pinellas, $7.1 million in Sarasota, $4.1 million in Brevard, $3.1 million in Pasco, $2 million in Manatee, $1.4 million in Wakula and Franklin, $1.3 million in Monroe, and $1 million losses in Hillsborough counties. Although the damage toll estimated by the National Hurricane Center was at 8.243 million, the National Climactic Data Center noted that at least $39 million in losses were reported. In addition, nine fatalities were reported as well. As Agnes continued her track up the southeastern coast of the United States, damage and rainfall within Georgia and Tennessee produced nothing notable to mention. In the states immediately to the north of Florida, the impact was relatively minor. Rainfall was generally light in Georgia, though peaking at 8.55 inches in Brunswick, other locations that reported precipitations include 4.54 inches in Albany, 3.95 inches in Savannah, and 3.18 inches in Macon. During the tornado outbreak, two of the tornadoes were spawned in Georgia. The tornado in Pierce County caused $25,000 in damage and one injury. Losses were more significant from the twister in Coffee County, reaching $250,000. One mobile home in Georgia suffered significant damage, though it is unknown if this was related to the tornadoes. Though the damage from both tornadoes combined was about $275,000, the National Hurricane Center notes only $205,000 in losses. Once Agnes reached North Carolina, the storm re-strengthened into a tropical storm due to baroclinic activity. Agnes impacted Virginia with renewed strength and veracity. In Richmond, four people drowned after their car plunged into the swollen James River. A train bound for Washington, D.C. stopped due to flooding in Richmond, which temporarily stranded 537 passengers. The Peak Creek in western Virginia overflowed its banks, flooding a low-income housing area of Pulaski with water up to rooftops. At the height of the flooding, over 600 miles, or 970 kilometers, of highways were submerged, resulting in $14.8 million in damage to roads in the state. Severe damage also occurred to sewer and water facilities, totaling to $34.5 million. 95 houses were destroyed, and 4,393 others were damaged. Additionally, 205 small businesses were either damaged or destroyed. The Interstate 95 Purple Heart Bridge over northern Virginia's Occoquan River was severely damaged and closed when rammed by a large barge carried by floodwaters. In the Washington, D.C. suburbs, the Alexandria Reservoir Lake Barcroft emptied when its dam was undermined and breached. Overall, the flooding was described as the worst in 50 years. In Virginia alone, 13 fatalities and $125.9 million in losses were reported. Due to this restrengthening, Agnes produced some catastrophic damage as she tracked into the northern portions of the East Coast. In Maryland, a car was swept off the highway, leaving a mom to mourn the loss of her three children. The Patapsco River produced some of the worst damage as it rose above its banks, rising over 40 feet above the normal river levels. The flooding was reported in the early morning hours of June 22nd, and water was reported as high as 40 feet above normal. River Road along the Patapsco River was almost completely washed out. More than 900 people had to be evacuated from their homes. National Guard helicopters were used to rescue workers from the roof of the Daniels plant. In Elk Ridge, a family of six was forced from their home, and they attempted to reach high ground in a small boat. It capsized, and all six held onto the boat for several hours until it reached more shallow water. In Howard County, a total of 704 county residents were left homeless. More than 80 homes in the Ellicott City area were damaged, and 72 homes in Elk Ridge were affected. 
and Laurel, the 9th Street Bridge crossing the Patuxent River, was washed away by floodwaters. In Anne Arundel County, all roads linking the county with Baltimore City or county were closed, as were all roads near the Patuxent River, including Wason's Corner, where over 300 homes were evacuated. The Patapsco flooded residential homes in parts of the county's North Linthicum, Pumphrey, and Belgrove Road, Brooklyn Park neighborhoods. The Gwen Oak Amusement Park closed after suffering severe damage from flooding when Hurricane Agnes caused Gwen's Falls to overflow. In 1974, the park's rides were auctioned off. The carousel was moved and is still in operation on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. A popular footbridge in the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal National Historic Park, which led across a branch of the Potomac River to an overlook of Great Falls, was washed away and not rebuilt until 1996. As a result of Agnes's rains, Conowingo Dam, astride the Susquehanna River just north of the Chesapeake Bay, recorded its all-time highest flow rate and stream heights. Before the river crested, the water came within feet of overtopping the dam. As the dam's normal flood control devices seemed unable to cope, engineers had placed charges to blow out a section of the dam to prevent a catastrophic failure. The towns along the Susquehanna below the canal, Port Deposit and Perryville, were flooded as torrents of water rushed through the streets. Late on June 23rd, a mandatory evacuation of Port Deposit's nearly 1,000 residents were ordered as the river continued to rise, causing the fire department to bring evacuees out by boat during an eight-hour period as over four feet of water filled Main Street. The impact was much the same for Pennsylvania. When rain drops for days on end, rivers exceed their banks and wash into communities with little regard for who they take. Much of the state of Pennsylvania experienced rain in excess of 7 inches, with other areas throughout the central portion of the state reporting 10 inches. Eventually, the rain would peak at an astonishing 19 inches. The Allegheny River reached above flood stage at several low-lying locations and at some places rose about 7 inches per hour during the height of the storm. Additionally, the Susquehanna River threatened to reach record crests along its course. Some buildings were under 13 feet of water in Harrisonburg. At the governor's mansion, the first floor was submerged by floodwaters. More than 100 Harrisonburg YMCA campers and staff were evacuated using two CH-47 Chinook helicopters flown by the National Guard at Camp Shekelemy, located downstream of DeHart Dam and Middle Paxton Township. Hundreds were trapped in their homes in Wilkesbury due to the overflowing Susquehanna River. At the historic cemetery in Forty Fort, 2,000 caskets were washed away, leaving body parts on porches, roofs, and in basements. In Luzerne County alone, 25,000 homes and businesses were either damaged or destroyed. Losses in that county totaled to $1 billion. A bridge collapsed in Danville, which caused two diesel locomotives and several freight cars to fall into a swollen creek. Agnes is also famous for leading to the eventual demise of railroads in the northeastern portion of the United States. Companies such as the Erie-Lackawanna Railroad and the Penn Central Railroad were already facing bankruptcy, and following the impact of Agnes and the sheer damage caused to these rail lines, both companies shuttered and ceased operations. In New York State, flooding was significant throughout portions. Olean, Elmira, and Corning, as well as many other southern-tier towns, were severely flooded. Sections of the Erie-Lackawanna Railroad mainline between Hornell and Binghamton were severely damaged. It is mainly regarded as the death of the Erie-Lackawanna Railroad since the cost of the damages were high put the final dagger into the company. Flooding in the upper Allegheny River Basin was particularly exacerbated by the construction of the Kinzua Dam less than a decade prior. Several towns in Cattaraugus County suffered extensive road and bridge damage that, four decades later, had yet to be repaired, with the state and local governments opting to abandon creek and river crossings instead of reconstruct them. The dam succeeded in preventing further damage downstream in western Pennsylvania, and much of the flood-prone areas in the Allegheny Reservoir region had already been cleared of residents in preparation for the dam's construction. In Elmira, porches and garages were ripped loose, 
the Walnut Street Bridge was carried away, Maple Avenue to Notre Dame High School was underwater, and South Main Street, Gerald's Pharmacy on West Hudson, was engulfed by 10 foot 3 inches of water. Hornell's damage was minimal, largely due to the protection of two dam systems installed after the devastating 1935 flood. Both the Arkport and Almond Dams saved Hornell from the level of damage found in neighboring communities. Three U.S. Army Corps of Engineers were killed in Hornell when their helicopter came in contact with power lines over Crosby Creek. The height of the floodwaters has been marked in the entrance to the Corning Museum of Glass, showing that much of the museum was underwater to a height of about 1.6 meters above the floor, causing substantial damage to the collection and archives. Parts of Corning were under more than 3 meters of floodwaters. Agnes completed her tour of the eastern United States and Canada by June 23rd. Following a northeasterly track towards Great Britain, Agnes was absorbed by another system in early July. As the veil of shock lifted in the affected states, Agnes had done catastrophic damage. President Nixon declared Florida, Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New York as disaster areas. Following the storm, President of the United States Richard Nixon declared 14 counties in Florida as a disaster area, including Brevard County, Dixie County, Franklin County, Hendry County, Hillsborough County, Lee County, Levi County, Manatee County, Monroe County, Okeechobee County, Pasco County, Pinellas County, Sarasota County, and Wakula County. In Panama City, Florida, where over 25,000 tourists evacuated, effects were not significant. As a result, the city lost millions of dollars from tourism, which led the officials in Panama City to file a $100 million lawsuit against the National Weather Service. Officials in the city believed that the National Weather Service and other media outlets made exaggerated and erroneous forecasts and reports on the storm. In total, there would be 128 reported deaths from the storm, and immense damages estimated at $15 billion. This storm just goes to show you that intense winds aren't necessary to deal catastrophic damage. All you really need is a storm capable of producing torrential downpours to cause the chain reaction that we witnessed with Agnes's impact. Due to the sheer amount of damage that was recorded following the 1972 hurricane season, the name Agnes was retired from future use. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate 5 stars, and share it. Please be sure to follow the show on both Instagram, Twitter, and now YouTube. We're producing quality content this season, so be sure to buckle up because it's about to be a wild ride. Until next week, this has been Destination Disaster.